The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Jean Marks, who is a small business owner and our small business expert. Today, we're going to be talking about brick and click. I have no idea what that is, Jean. That amazes me that you don't <laughs> know that. It really does. I'm surprised you haven't heard that term as well. So let's talk about it. All right. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. So, Gene, what is brick and click? So, uh, listen, it, it's not an acronym, but it's a phrase that's been sort of hot of late. And it's been hot of late because a lot of public companies have been using that terminology when they're describing their strategies towards going out to the market. Brick and click means this. It means that if you are a retailer like Walmart, for example, okay. you are a brick and mortar store. And if you're a brick and mortar store, though, in 2018 and going forward, it doesn't work anymore just to be a brick and mortar store. You need to also have an online presence. In other words, to succeed in retail in the years to come, including now, you need to have a brick presence, brick and mortar, and you need to have a click presence. Oh, okay, we kind of touched online. on this in the last episode. Yeah, and so, but we can expand on it a little bit because the the, the whole concept of brick and click has become popular. Like Walmart, I'm using Walmart as, as an example again. I have a couple examples. Well, they've done a, a, a wonderful job actually of making some headway and catching up with Amazon, and they have just cut like a big deal with Microsoft to host their website and do a lot of artificial intelligence tools. This is Walmart that has made their you know really their their bread and butter has been people coming into their stores, their brick and mortar stores and yep. buying stuff. But now they've recognized saying, listen, we're not going anywhere. We're still going to have those stores, but we need to be investing heavily in an online presence as well. And I that's what they're say, doing. My experience with most quote unquote big box stores with this has been terrible. Mm. I've ordered stuff from Target and mm. I think, you know what? I'll just drive over and pick it up. And then when I get there, they don't have it. Right. It's out of stock. It takes two weeks to come in. The only one that I use all the time that does a good job with this is Nordstrom. Mm. But I remember reading an article of, in the New York Times several years ago saying that this is actually where small businesses can really compete against big box stores. Correct. Because if you nail this, if you do a great job with this, People will automatically go to you because they know they can get the the product delivered and you're going to have great customers. But just be careful if you're a small business because the big boys are catching up. They're yeah. realizing that they've been doing less than standard service over the past couple of years and people like yourself have so been disappointed. How could a small business compete with this? I'm thinking same day delivery. There is. First of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things. First of all, you know, the. If you are a brick and mortar business, the first thing that, you know, and that's your core, the first thing you should recognize is that that's my bread and butter. So I don't want to lose that. And that's what we got. The reason why you want to go and have an online presence is really twofold. Yes, there are customers that might prefer locally to buy from you. They're used to having a great experience in your store. They're going to expect a great experience online, but they can't make it to your store. They prefer to like do it. That's fine. But the other thing is you want to, um, you can expand. If you're having that much success locally, why? Why can't you then sell your products 
online to yeah. you know customers around the world. And that's what it's all. It's about having additional channels in this world. Like it's not the best example. You know, Amazon, which to, is the quintessential internet company. You know, that's all we know is Amazon.com. Amazon. They're opening up grocery stores all around the country. They've opened up retail stores in big cities as well, selling some of their products. Google is doing the same thing. There's Google stores in San Francisco and, and, and New York as well, selling Google products like their Chromebooks and whatever. And the reason why they're doing that is because even these companies that are just all about the internet realize there is also an, another channel of people that want to come in the store and kick around our, you know, yeah. our, our products. So the, the takeaway is that if you're a business, you can't grow and survive. You know, take take the the, the the sort of direction that these big retailers are doing. You can't grow and survive just by being a brick and mortar. Okay. You know, you you need to have an online presence because you need to reach out to those other channels. And by the way, if you're just an e-commerce company, if you're just a, think about it, what other channels can you be reaching out to as well? And is it possible that brick and mortar stores might be another great way to not only sell stuff, but give people an opening into your brand and uh, even okay, direct them towards a, your site. I have a story about this. Go ahead. I It was last holiday time. Mm -hmm. It was like a Saturday morning. I was looking through my Instagram feed and I follow this company called Hartford Prince. It's a very small business. They have a brick and mortar in downtown Hartford. They also have an Etsy store. Okay. And I had never bought for, from them before because they're kind of expensive. Like a lot of small businesses, like you really need... I, I, it's not something I would buy. They they have like really cute t-shirts and hats and stuff. Right. And it's not something I'd ever buy for myself. I would only buy it as a gift. Right. Really. Right. So they posted on their Instagram feed. They had an adorable Hartford Whalers hat. Right. Now the Whalers were the old hockey team that used to play in Hartford and they have the best logo in professional sports mm -hmm. and college sports. Okay. It's like the best logo. So this hat was adorable and I was looking for an extra gift to send to my nephew and my brother for, for Christmas. So they said, we have two hats left in the store. So I immediately, they, they got me, they put, they posted like a great picture on Instagram, wow. something we talk about all the time. And you ran out to the store to buy them? No. I went online wow. to theirs because it Good was a for rainy them. Saturday morning and I didn't feel like leaving my house. Good I for went them. online to the store. I bought the hats via their Etsy shop. They or whatever shop they had an, an option. Do sure. you want to pick it up in the store? Or do you want to pay for shipping? Sure. Of course, I want to pick it up in the store because I work in Hartford and I live in Hartford. Sure. And it was great. And then the next Monday on my lunch hour, I went down when it wasn't raining and grabbed the hats. And when I got the hats... I had, I think I told them ahead of time that these were going to be gifts. They had wrapped them and they were so cute. So I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to wrap these. It was great. That is That's great. not what you're going to get with I agree. An Amazon or a Target. Now, my story is um, very similar to yours. So we were talking a previous episode about uh, crafts fair, you know, whatever. And, and yeah. there was one, they had one like painting exhibition around the square near where I live in Philadelphia. And they were the outdoor, you know, all these artisans were, you know, were out there. And we loved like one of these little paintings that they did. And, um, you know, so much so that we bought the little painting from, from the person selling. And of course, they gave us their card or whatever. They, of course, have a whole lot 
online thing. Yep. So, you know, we're like, you know, we really like this person's style. We go online to their site. There's all these other like great paintings and we bought another painting from the person yep. online. So, you know, even, and this is a, this is a guy that like he travels to different craft fairs. He's based in New England somewhere. I think he's in a store somewhere near Boston. And then he comes down to Philadelphia once a year to do his whatever. So I'm never going to make it to a store, but yeah. I didn't get to see him face to face. That was his brick and mortar when he did this, you know, at the craft fair. Um, but then of course he has so a website as great well. Great customer service. I'm yes. sure. I got great customer service. Yes. And more options for your customers yeah. and just more channels for you, right? I mean, you're, you're selling local at a store. Why can't you be selling these products? You should be doing them both. You're not yeah. just an e You're no longer just brick and mortar in e-commerce. You're both. And look and at the big retailers. I'm sure a lot of these small businesses like Hartford Prince, like the artists mm -hmm. we bought from, they're not looking to compete with Nordstrom right. or Walmart. They do this because they love this. Right. But there's no reason to not make more money and make it easier for your customers to do business. Absolutely. And of course, because you're a small business, you know your customers can come right over and call you at any time or reach out. So you're going to get way more better customer service when you're dealing with a smaller company than you would from a big okay, brand. So to wrap this up, you want to have an online presence, whether that's through Etsy or just a simple website. Right. You want to make it easy for people to buy from you online, pick it up in the store, you ship it, right. and in person. That's correct. Brick and click. Follow the lead of the big retailers. It's not all about having just a store. It's having an online presence, too. All right. We'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Good stuff. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has 99 of them for you. Our new ebook, 99 New Small Business Ideas, is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. All right, Gene, how many words of brilliance do you have today? It's a, hyph it's a hyphenated word. All right, fine. It's pass through. Okay. That's what it is. If you are a small business and you are a pass through company, which means that you file an S corporation return or a partnership return or your on your individual return, you file that little schedule C for a proprietor, you have you have additional income, okay? You may very well qualify for the pass through deduction. It's brand new for the Tax Reform Act of 2017. You can take 20% of your income and take it off as a deduction, um, which is a big deal for a lot of companies. There are some limitations to this rule as well. The limitation has to do with your income level levels or whether you have enough you know, employees if you're over a certain level or if you're just a straight service business. But you need to make sure that you ask your accountant now before the end of the year, um, am I a pass-through business and can I take full uh, use, can I take full benefit from this new pass-through deduction? Because if you can, it can save you a lot of money on your taxes. That's my word of brilliance. That's a really good word of brilliance, Gene. Thank you very much. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back on a future episode with more words of brilliance. <laughs> Okay, we'll be back in a couple days with our next episode. This is all about taking time out to go to conferences. Hmm. And I'm sure Gene's going to have very strong opinions on that. I do. do I. Yeah. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.